Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Campus, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens and I am proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different, but it is different, but the same. Whoa. Michael Semenik, Dissolver, down in North Carolina. I think this episode, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's really introspective. I think it's honest and creative and unique. I think Michael's approach to things is really great. I think he takes risks. He's adventurous. He's doing unique things. And it's kind of a culmination of his career and where he is right now. And I think that I think folks, you know, the trials and, you know, trial and error, you know, taking chances, doing things different, I think that should resonate with a lot of people. And I think for me, you know, just being your true self and doing, you know, what you love and being who you are, I think that that resonates with people. And I think that's why people are excited, you know, and we're excited for the you know, opening of the physical location as they, you know, they did their, their, their tour of collaborations, which helped uh, to, to build the buzz even more about the, about the brand and the beer. And so I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. I know that, you know, as we look at this uh, point in time where we are, you know, are we in phase two? Are we still in phase one? Wear a fucking mask. You know, it is impacting a lot of businesses. Obviously, in, our, in this space, it's going to impact a lot of breweries. Um, you know, please continue to support local if you can. You know, curbside is uh, amazing. You know, some folks are opening back up, uh, depending on where it is that you're listening. But, uh, you know, it does it does really help. And I think that, you know, there's unfortunately the, the reality of it, just like across, as we're going to see across multiple businesses, is that there's going to be some folks that, you know, aren't going to be able to rebound or choose not to. And, and you know, that's... That's that's tough. Uh, I don't want to be insensitive to that. So, if there's spots you can, if we're all supporting local, then you know I think that we're going to be doing, you know, helping those uh, folks where we can to to stay afloat and, and come back, hopefully stronger than ever. You know, I I, I don't have any insight into the people's books and you know what they're doing, but I think that uh, there are there are still some great opportunities to, to pivot and grow and at least uh, you know re redefine you know the business and, and we're, we're pulling for them and if there's anyone out there that's you know in a in a bad spot and think that us helping you or mentioning your business w- would be a positive don't hesitate to reach out like i've said my name is aj aj at one six oz canvas.com is my email address i say we all the time but it's me as our, our good friends over at de la soul said you know me myself and i and, you know, we're all in this together, and we'd love to take a bath. So we're, we're, we're down to help. We're down to do what we can. You know, tag us in your work. If you're, you know, a designer out there, 16OZCanvas hashtag. It's uh, you're kind of taking on a life of its own, which is just a beautiful thing to see. And then, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do, you know, we'll do what we can. Obviously, uh, we're a podcast, so I, I wouldn't uh, put your entire hopes and dreams into us uh, and, and what we're doing here, but I think it's important not in beer, not just in design, not in art, just kind of in, in humanity. That where we can and what you know what we can do to help others, it, you know, 
do it. You know, I think that uh, it's just really important. I think that a lot of us, myself included, are starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah, I think being home all the time and not really having that uh, interaction with folks on a on a regular basis and it being you know completely digital. Uh, you know, or 95% digital is just kind of, you know, I feel like I'm getting a little punchy and then the kids are going back to school and I'm going to have to be responsible for uh, at least one of my children's homeschooling efforts. And uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it scares me a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that uh, it, there's a lot of unknown out there, but, you know, us doing this each week is a great way to connect with all of you. It's a great way to showcase and, and highlight these unique individuals. And it's just exciting that we're in season 15, you know, episode 164, which is not a prime number. And it's just uh, that, see, see what we did there? We took a a sad little run of the, of the of the monologue and flipped it and it's a positive thing you know on the, on the good side I would say that those relationships that I did have um, and some folks that maybe when I was so busy quote unquote that I didn't have time for that we've made time to connect and you know poker games you know weekly uh, uh, I didn't do so hot tonight so you know I definitely uh, but I, I've had I've I've had my run over the the COVID and um, but even yeah, even my in my professional, you know, people, the conversations and the people I've been connecting with, it has been really positive and people making you know extra time to have a little more, uh, you know, connected or intimate uh, conversations, you know, one on one videos and, you know, chats and how are you doing and just check in. So there are there are positives. And I think that it, in, as we talked about with ba- uh, brands and, um, you know, kind of a. Uh, pivot points i think it's a it's going to be a a good relationship and human you know pivot point for a lot of us uh but you know but again mental health is really important so please don't hesitate to reach out uh let us know what we can do to help or if you're in the mental health field uh that'd be awesome if that was true and you're listening and you have any recommendations of some information or materials we can share with folks you know also you know don't hesitate to, to to reach out um and let us know so we can we can share the message because september um is suicide prevention month or suicide awareness month um and so there are folks who are in you know dark places right now and uh just know you're not alone and we care and uh you know let us know what we can do to to help and uh we're here for you so you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We, we appreciate everyone who listens. I, I think that that's one of the, the joys and kind of the, the crazy pieces of all this, you know, the fact that you'll hear, it's going to be a little spoiler, but it's coming up that Michael said, you know, he listens to this uh, podcast while he, they were traveling and you know, going from brewery to brewery, state to state for these collaborations. That just, that is, you know, that's awesome. If I had a team here, we cut that up and use that as a little promo segment. So if you're looking, uh, if you're looking to be a part of a, a team, if you're looking to help us increase our team by, you know, a hundred percent, you know, reach out again. But yeah, I just think that it's really great. The the feedback has been good. I think we're having a lot of fun. And the the, the common question I get a lot is is kind of like, wow, there's there's that many artists and designers out there and just think there's roughly what we'll is round up 8,000 breweries. So there's a lot of labels. There's a lot of people that we need to celebrate and we're just getting started. So I think that, uh, 
that's my cue to, to shut up and get into this wonderful interview with Michael Semenik, Dissolver, 16-ounce canvas, episode 164. So, yeah, it's not 16 and 164, season 15. We're just going to throw numbers out there, you know, pi, uh, you know, 22. But, um, you know, 164, 164, season 15, and then... Season 16 would be next, and then season 16, I think we're going to try, keyword try, to do some little video, maybe do some of these as video episodes. We will see what happens. We don't know. But this episode, I will say, inspired me to say, fuck it, go for it, try something new, put it out there, and see what happens. And that's what we do with these monologues, you can probably tell now, are usually, I would say 98% of the time are our first takes. And that's good, bad, you know, whatever. But that's where we are. That's what we're thinking. And, you know, at that point, I've listened to the episode probably, you know, two, three times, sometimes more. And so I just kind of think about what the episode means to me and the guest means to me. And I think one of the big things with Michael is the fact that he just takes chances. He's continually trying to learn and evolve and, and push boundaries. And I think it's a really great episode. So without further ado, Mr. Michael Semenik. Dissolver, episode 164 of the 16-ounce canvas. We are the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. I'm excited to have with us today checking in from Asheville, North Carolina, Mr. Mike Semenik. He is owner, artist, extraordinaire. He's part of the crew over at Dissolver. You can follow along with his adventures at death underscore shakes on Instagram as well as his website, M. Semenik, M, the letter, S-E-M-E-N-E-C.com, and then most importantly, no offense to you, Michael, uh, Dissolver, D-S-S-O-L-V-R on IG, and then you slap a little .com there on the end, and then you get your merry way, and you see all the great goodies that are coming down down the pike, and uh, we thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. We're really uh, excited to have you part of Season 15, Mike. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's honestly my pleasure. I've listened to the podcast quite a bit in the past. Uh, just constant road trips, uh, starting up the brewery. So your your podcast was a real pleasure uh, and really helpful in getting from point A to point B on a lot of those road trips. Uh, so uh, that means that really means a lot. I mean, just the people, the fact that I, I always joke and I. But it's really a lot of sincerity. The fact that people listen is amazing. I mean, I just I kind of do it because it's allowed me to meet people from all over the place. And I look at the map and like you're traveling. I just think of all the, you know, the, all these cool friends we we're making all around the country. So um, yeah, thanks so much. And folks, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your work because I think you're what you're doing. Obviously, I, and full dis, uh, disclosure, I've not uh, had any of your beer yet. The keyword there. But what I love is that. You know, your use of uh, a lot of the work you do, you know, when you're social, on Instagram, you know, the three panels, I think you guys have really kind of nailed that, owned it. You know, your creative videos, which are really kind of, uh, you know, they're really unique and stand out. And you can, and you find a way to integrate not only your style and, and, and look at things, but when you're collaborating with somebody, you bring in their, you know, their logos or their, their look and feel to make it to make it really unique. So I just think that just, uh, it's really creative. Um, it's hard to, to stand out in that, you know, with just the, the square and you found a way to, to really make it, you know, 
consistent, unique, and a kind of a like a ongoing puzzle adventure, which I really dig. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been a challenge to do it. It's it's not it's not easy, but it's definitely uh, helped us in setting the brand apart from from other companies and stuff, especially during this time when there's such a you know, it's it's a nearly saturated industry, and mm-hmm. we have around eight thousand brands. I'm not sure what's going to look like in the near future, but it'll still be a probably pretty strong uh, competitive marketplace. And uh, you know, trying to do a, uh, my best to you know set us apart. Really, the the thing I'm most focused on is trying to make. <laughs> make our our branding and stuff as as creative as as the beers and and the the, the stuff coming out of our our brew house and our cellar just trying to match what my business partner vince and our production team brings to the table like it's real a lot of fun bouncing uh ideas off of them and then uh just coming up with some new wacky stuff that we can uh, put out there and market i like to be a bit more uh tongue-in-cheek with the way we approach our brand uh, and it's it seemed to uh, be received pretty well so yeah i think you're, yeah. That. yeah i think you're creating a vibe i think you're creating some sort of you know energy it's got a very like as little edge to it very diy kind of like collage digital you know multi multimedia you know look to things and i just find it really interesting like i said i haven't tried anything yet and you know obviously uh We'll cross it off at some point, but I just, I, what I, that's what I really like about it. It just stood out to me that, I mean, you were a new brand on the scene. You know, we'll talk about everybody's kind of history and, and how we got there, but to really come at it, you know, swinging and to, to, to be able to say you're doing something unique is has been really, uh, yeah, it's really hard to do. It's like, like you're saying, it's a hyper-competitive space. Everybody's using a lot of the the same tools. You know, North Carolina is has become one of the you know the beer hubs of the U.S. And so it's uh, yeah, you kind of set the tone, the teasers. Even when like some of the announcement stuff came out, you you know committed to that early on, and it's been fun to see it evolve. Uh, as somebody who runs all the you know, I say Royal Wee, but it's just me here, but it sounds bigger, you know, definitely, uh, it's, it's tough. It's just getting like the right formatting of the text and how you want to do on the phone and like trying different layouts. And it's, uh, it, the end product is cool and sexy, but it's fucking tough, right, Mike? Absolutely. And then just trying to keep up with the constant little changes these platforms like present. It's, uh, yeah, it can, it can be a, a total headache, but you know, if you can keep up with it and try to do your best, like you can really, you know, make make your brand look pretty cool. And you know, that's that's what I've been trying to do. And like, it just didn't happen out of nowhere, like either. Like, it, we are a newer brand, but we're both uh, myself and my business partner have our experience. Like, uh, him directly in the industry, uh, mine more uh, parallel and. Uh, to it, like working in advertising and marketing over the past uh, eight or eight or so years, uh, doing that, just working my way through, uh, particularly working on digital campaigns for a number of different uh, national clients, including 
like Marvel Cruise Lines and Progressive Insurance, uh, New Balance Sneakers, and like a list of other brands that just aren't coming to mind. But mm-hmm. a ton of ton of work you know, along the way. And started my career early. Uh, you know, right when I started, uh, a lot of the social media platforms were just about just starting to introduce advertising into their platforms as a as a bigger kind of uh, part of their platform. So uh, instead of just being off to the side as a little banner, it started to be more of this content and more of uh, these paid advertisements that were placed directly in your feed or, or something like that. So mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook started rolling in video and stuff. And so I just, you know, to keep competitive within uh, the creative industry, like advertising, you know, you, you want to keep your keep building your skills. So when I first started, I was really only working in Photoshop and a little bit of Illustrator. But as as these platforms kept introducing stuff, I was like, oh, this is probably a way to you know get myself promoted or work my way up the chain if I keep on top of all these uh, changing aspects of of uh, these social platforms. So started learning uh, After Effects and adding motion graphics to my tool belt and then pushed into you know that 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 just led its way in more into photography started starting with just like an iphone and taking really crude pictures at the time and selling those <laughs> some pretty big brands but uh that stuff was starting to work and uh i was like ah oh, and started uh, my photo bug and uh, like a small addiction to acquiring uh, some different uh, gear and stuff along the way. So I was able to pick up some uh, a camera and some lenses and started shooting that. And it was really rough at first. Not, not the greatest looking stuff. I stuck with it. And then that eventually led its way into more video work. And that was rough too. It was nothing at first was really that good. <laughs> at all but I, I stuck with this stuff and uh kind of kept building my skills and uh eventually like got to the spot where i am now where i can run a whole uh brand's flat like digital uh campaigns and plus that with all the other extra work i do as a as an owner but i'm now able to shoot photos of our gear take videos add in motion graphics add in uh, all these illustrations and other kinds of, of graphics into this stuff, work with other brands and adapt their stuff into ours and try to make it one cohesive thing. And the the Instagram is pretty much like where all the fruits of my labor come together uh, as one looking solid piece. And like that, that platform particularly has been just captured my interest for how I can play with its restrictions and present our brand on that. It's done nothing but open doors for us along the way. Uh, you know, tied with my business partner's experience, uh, working through his way through the industry over the last uh, almost a decade now, had uh, started with, you know, it, well, actually, you know, it started with him and myself homebrewing and trying to make a brand out of that. We were, we were at the time in the Boston area and 
started homebrewing, he was like always drawn to writing recipes and uh, figuring out what we can make. And I was I was into that too, but just not very good at it. <laughs> and uh, when I tried to add to our our homebrew setup, was like, oh, we could start a little homebrew brand and see if we can grow this into something a little more legitimate. I uh, looked at a lot into contracting out some beers and stuff at the time. And at that time, that was a total option and viable way to, to approach a brewery. Uh, it, it still is. I wouldn't say it's to the same effect, though. But at that time, we were, you know, that was our goal. Make a couple of recipes, sort of brand with those. And, like, along the way, I started making labels, started doing some small digital work for us then, started to build a following. but. Uh, and after a couple of years of that, we had won some homebrew awards and and things like that. But uh, the business plans we were writing were just a little bit out of our reach at the time, as far as like capital and uh, our ability to, to yeah fully fund it, which just wasn't quite lining up with what we were trying to do. So we were like, okay, let's uh, see what we can do to. Uh, if we, we can shelf this and maybe approach it again in the future and like eight years later uh dissolver comes along and by that time you know, I'd, I'd worked my way through a few agencies my business partner had worked his way through a few different breweries and helped them uh either start up or grow to a bigger production facility uh all, all that time he was uh as they are production brewers and stuff. And then he eventually made his way down to Asheville to work for Burial for a bit. And when he started doing that, I came, I started coming down visiting and fell in love with this area. It's just so freaking gorgeous down here and has that hipster, hippie mentality down here, which is a small liberal bubble uh, in the South area here. And, yeah, I found it so quickly, and uh, when it came to you know giving this another shot and writing the business plan again, we started doing that. I started started a whole new brand, the Dissolver brand for this, and uh, you know, you know, what seemed to be overnight or, or uh, very quickly gaining steam for a brand was you know just kind of a a reannouncement of something Tim and I had tried few times before in the past and you know, now having an industry connections and stuff really really helped uh push the brand out there and uh, create an initial buzz that we, <laughs> we uh you know was a little bit longer uh towards our opening than we were hoping for but you know finding a location building out the brewery and getting everything going just <laughs> Everyone said it takes so much longer. Yeah, it takes a little time. So you would expect, and damn, <laughs> that was so on the spot. But you know, we were able to get through it and finally open up in uh, this past December. And you know, with that, we had already had done probably about thirty plus uh, like collaboration brews with different breweries up and down the East Coast. And we made our way as far up. And in Vermont, Maine, and then all the way down to Miami, and like so many spots in between, and met so many awesome people, and got to work with like so many other cool brewers and 
met so many other uh, in-house artists along the way. It's really inspiring and hopeful for like kind of planning the trajectory of what I'd like to see our brand do for the course of of the first year and stuff. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> three months into opening COVID yeah. happened, so that's been <laughs> right. <laughs> we interesting. Were, well, it was just as long as uh, we've been open for, and uh, that was a challenge. But you know, it's always been nice to kind of, you know, at the end of the day, my, my job is to you know, make illustrations and videos for our company, you know, plus a, a handful of other tasks. But once I'm doing that, I can zone into that. That's always a, a nice spot to be in like a Zen moment, just cruising through different illustrations and uh, kind of picking what style I want to approach this week. So I feel like I've, I've set the, the brand up in a, in a particular way where I can, I can bring in influences and, and different stuff and change the look of what I'm trying to do uh, per brand uh, just because I've like set, set us up as trying to be this more surrealist look of things. So to borrow from so many other like, different styles of influences has been a, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. <laughs> you definitely, uh, I'm just going to, I'm gonna like. I think I'm just gonna have you interview me. You're just. I can just let like just run run with it. Like just telling the story. <laughs> so, recap. You were in Boston. You you guys were, were friends. You're trying to do it once before. It didn't work out. And you were working doing some agency life. So we kind of got like the the grown up Mike story there. Let's like let's go way like in the way back machine. Like when you were when you were younger. Um, like. Were you always, were you always just, I hate to say you're always drawn to, which is a fucking terrible pun, but were you <laughs> just drawn to the idea, like, were you always creating things, and, you know, your style has very, like, reminds me a lot of, like, zines and, like, DIY and, you know, kind of, like, little punky collage style to it, it has, like, an edge to it, but were you always creating and drawing and designing, you know, when you were younger, you know? Uh, yeah. Pretty much, like, uh, be not surprised, but I grew up skateboarding, and the impact that skateboard culture had on me was uh, so significant. Like, the just the different styles that were coming out, every brand was, you know, approaching the, like, an art form of, of skateboarding and branding in a different way, but all, like, What's so cool, it reminds me so much of, of what beer brands try to do today. Well, like, it reminds me of that and, like, indie music as well. Just trying to be a little more maybe tongue-in-cheek, subversive, or, or just totally different from what a lot of mainstream uh, uh, products are doing and stuff. It's not trying to be, like, a perfectly softened-edged uh a piece of work it can be rough and a little unique in its way so you know if you're trying to always like like the saying if you're trying to market to everyone you're really marketing to no one so to, to kind of focus in and and just pretty much try to attract other like creatives like myself it's, it's been a real goal and try to uh yeah, make things like that. And it's, it did start when I was younger, uh, 
through through skateboarding, which then led to uh, early attempts of drawing, <laughs> and started playing on the computer a bunch, and became a wizard with uh, MS Paint. Took that as far as I could take that for years and years, using crude versions of MS Paint, and, like Word doc to like manipulate photos and stuff. I used to be able to like make stamp-like images with uh, Microsoft Word and then bring that into MS Paint and then print those out and make stencils and spray paint those up around my town <laughs> and all over the skate parks and stuff. I'm sure someone hated me for doing that, but it was definitely a part of my like creative journey uh, for sure. And then I got really into screen printing for a bit bought my own press, I started making art prints and stuff, and some t-shirts here and there, and uh, yeah, eventually that led to me uh, applying to art school uh, two years after I graduated uh, high school. I did some community college during that time, and it really made me collect my thoughts and realize that, you know, finishing my education was important to me. And I was able to make my way to uh, the Art Institute of Boston, which at the time was uh, part of Wesley University's uh, 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 schools there. Uh, since closed and been rebranded to something else under the Wesley University umbrella, but it was a really cool experience. I got to go to school right inside of uh, Rain Fenway. The, the campus was right next to uh, the baseball stadium, and it was it was a pretty cool experience being around a bunch of other like-minded individuals that were interested about making imagery that was, uh, you know, really impactful and that uh, was super helpful and helped me like, you know, learn how to get my shit together and learn how to approach a project uh, and develop it and finish it, which is just something that was kind of foreign uh, to start with. I took school and then I took some more time just working in the industry too to kick my ass and to uh, learning these skills and uh, you know not only that but teaching myself how to learn more skills and stuff along the way was uh, super vital in trying to do all of this. Yeah, that's one of the things that is we never really like. I wouldn't say it was a key focal point or I had really even thought about. When we first started, I think hey, we were just excited that people like yourself thought that what we were doing was cool and wanted to, to come on the podcast. But to hear people have that realization of like the moments earlier in their journey that weren't like the coolest or weren't you know the sexiest, and sometimes it's even like we we even if we were a little more commercial, we'd probably have a segment like shitty jobs, right? And then like you know just people's like worst jobs and. But everybody learns like a, a process or like things like invoicing or how to do a form of proposal or how to come up with a, you know, you know, storyboards and like all these little things that like you might have the chops, but you know, how to send an invoice, like how to actually get paid, like stuff like that, which I think isn't, like I said, isn't the coolest, but it's like super important. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like those, those skills, they, they help too. They absolutely help uh you know especially if you're hungry and you need to get paid uh they're super important like 
interview skills like that, just going in and being able to talk to someone about your work and how you could do something like that for them, it, it, it's just uh, incredibly vital. And just learning all those other little interview skills that Google teach you or someone on YouTube can teach you, it's, uh seems can be boring, but geez, is it important to to learn those things? Yeah, I, I just think it's 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 super essential, and it's just really that. I mean, just think as hyper competitive as beer is, right? There's it's you know art, design, graphic design, all that stuff is is even more you know hyper competitive, and so it's it's just you really need to be able to to be able to do that. And I think that people, you know, learn what's important, what they like, you know, how to do stuff, and it's just you really just kind of come a kind of come a long way and what i think you and i have a lot in common is that uh everything i've learned even doing this podcast you know i didn't take any classes i didn't do anything formal no one sat me down i mean full disclosure i did try to make a career in radio so i guess technically i did go to some classes but um it's just like kind of like a diy vibe like i just you know when i used to do websites i figured out how to do that uh you know i I've told the story numerous times when i managed a band and we were coming out with an album you know, I, I did the album cover, everybody loved it, and then the, the printer was like, hey, I need these in, like, super high DPI, high res, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, uh, I was like, I, what I sent you is what I got, buddy. Like, that's it. Like, you know, we, try, we tried for a week to recreate it. We could never do it. So I, I love that, right? Early on, I, I, you know, taught myself websites from, you know, GeoCities and ViewSource. I was a hack with, you know, Flash early days and still am kind of uh, – you know, uh, duct tape stuff together. And so I just like that, you know, part of your story was like, well, I learned, I wanted to do video. So I learned this and then I kind of figured that part out. And then, uh, after effects and then this and that. And so it's just, um, that really is, uh, I, I really, I really, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I was younger, like when we were skateboarding, I had a camera and I, I started shooting like little skate videos and editing those together so they were all really crude and awful videos but you know it gave me a little glimpse into where I could go with that and, uh, so when once I came back to it it wasn't like completely foreign to me but I had a, a tiny little step from from my past days that I was able to kind of keep trudging up the, the staircase to where I'm at now, like there's still plenty of things I can do to improve, and I'm working on that stuff too. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's it's a, a trip to kind of look back, and see that you know that it did start somewhere, and developing you know what you see as to uh, be fun or or something you can find a passion in is uh, totally worthwhile. It's, yeah, but it does take it does take the time. It does take like all your. Um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, it just takes time and effort essentially to get where you want to be. Like now, it's it's fun. I can I can visualize something in my head and nearly execute that. So that's 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 a real trip. And like to quickly do that too has been uh, the challenge. A lot of my stuff is like I put up today. I put up stuff for a beer that we're releasing tomorrow, but I shot it all today. 
like I had some graphics and stuff already prepared for the label and things like that. But went in, saw a whole bunch of pieces that were needed for it, quickly edited, put it together, and uh, did some sound design to it, did a little bit of color grading, and then a little bit of motion graphics on top of that, threw together some extra graphics, and then boots it. And, you know, it's taken a long time to get so fast at this stuff. And it, to some people, it might still seem a little slow, but I'm trying to, you know, deliver this stuff in a very, very fast way. And I feel like that definitely ties to, like, the CIY. Like, if I was in the industry and advertising stuff, it'd be, like, trying I would do, it'd be all kind of like cogwheel kind of setup. So one person would shoot something and then pass that off to the next person to edit or color grade or do all that. Like a lot of those are like all separate positions. So now I'm trying to do all that stuff just myself and expedite this stuff. Uh, try to try to make it as timely as possible. It's like, I couldn't see another way to do it with the way we we push out our brands. From conception to release, it's a couple of weeks, depending on the style of year, and working within those timelines to create the the, the assets and stuff that we do push out is a challenge for sure. And then to juggle all of them at the same like knowing what's coming up next week, the week after. And then maybe the week after I have like kind of planned, but then after that it's kind of a gray. <laughs> but I still need to like make sure that gray eventually clears up and have all that stuff ready to go too, or just kind of not fall apart on itself and just result in nothing getting posted or or uh, labels not being done. So that's been a been a real challenge over the last year or so to to get into the groove and now even more so over the last six months and real trip and bouncing all this creative. I've had a little bit of help along the way, like I've hired uh, a couple of artists to work with here and there and that's been great too, learning how to not only manage myself but have another person there to manage as well that directly helps me with uh, all this advertising and marketing for these products uh, yeah but yeah one of the things i was thinking you said you tried to give it a go early on and you know when it would add you then uh with you know once Asheville came in place I, i'm a big believer and this is no insult but if you guys had gone for it whatever that was we'll just say i, I don't know the timeline but that was five years ago I mean, I don't think we'd be talking right now. I don't think this offer would be a thing. I think that you guys would, you know, be, you know, working for somebody else right now, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, whatever that was, which is not a bad thing. I mean, working for Burial and working for some of the agencies that you, know, you worked for, they're pretty, they're pretty boss, you know, places to be. But I just think that like sometimes, and I think now more than ever, right, you were just saying, you know, you launch, you open up a physical location in December and then, you know, the, you know, the fuck you of all fuck yous comes and you know we're just kind of you know whatever but 
I, th- I, I mean, I believe that. Like, it does, you know, that's part of the journey. It's part of the story. You know, the battle, you know, the battle wounds and scars, you know, help us to become who we are. And I think that, you know, you kind of saying, hey, we should go for it again uh, really, really is important. And um, I think that, you know, helped to get you where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of business lessons in there as well and a ton of uh, times where it's like, oh, uh Maybe this isn't the time for sure. Uh, just being, you know, if it's uh, screwed over by different kind of leases or something, you're you're like ready to sign, and then just doesn't happen because uh, the landlord uh, oh just used you to raise the rent on someone else. <laughs> it's like oh okay, <laughs> that sucks. And then uh, maybe other business partners you had that just didn't quite work out. Uh, it's, it's definitely given me that experience. Like a lot of it, uh, pre funding, so not a lot of money on the line when those didn't, when those bellied up. So we were able to be okay in the end of those. Uh, but then, you now getting this going has just been uh, so awesome. So, uh, uh, such a process, too, that add on and dump a whole other extra uh, extra responsibilities and uh, getting a new business to to start and then finally getting it up on its feet and now working our way through this building year uh, it's been crazy but geez looking back over the course of the last year worn so many more hats than uh, I expected to just as a working as uh, like our in-house creative and and stuff. Because then I'm also managing uh, parts of our team and stuff and, uh, along the way uh, during build out, creating blueprints and stuff to hand off to more legit architects and stuff to figure out or or uh, giving my hand at interior design with the had never done before opening the tap room. Uh, that stuff was a ton of fun to get into and uh, test out my chops on that. Uh, just little tasks that you know eat away at time, but uh, become helpful uh, for the business overall. And, like, teaching me not maybe not how to do that individual task, but then teaching me how to time manage myself. So I'm not spending, uh, well, so I can then spend the time on what what my main responsibilities are, you know, creating these campaigns, creating these uh, brands for, for our, our peers and stuff. And yeah, it, that's been part of the, the, the struggle for right now, but I feel like I'm still handling it fairly well. And, uh, Come on, yeah, Mike. No, no, no. Not a struggle. It's, a, it's glass half full, my friend. Glass half full. Yeah, glass half full. So, again, we're talking to Mike Semenik, one of the owner, one of the owners of Dissolver, Asheville, North Carolina. He's artist, creative. You can follow along with his adventures. Death underscore shakes on Instagram. Then msemenik.com. Uh, the brand is Dissolver, D-S-S-O-L-V-R. On Instagram, you can see the unique setups we were talking about. Thoral.com on there. Uh, make sure you, if you get a chance to head on over to the shop and you know, support your local artists and breweries. 
we are back. You're listening to episode 164, Michael Semenik, Dissolver, Asheville, North Carolina. I'm not there. In my mind, in my mind, we're going to Carolina. Uh, Mr. James Taylor, you are a wise man, my friend. And I will say, since no one asked, I've seen some great concerts in my life. And I was lucky to see James Taylor twice, and he brings it. I mean... He's not like rocking your face off like a you know Rage Against the Machine or, or Pearl Jam or even you know a Fish show, but he's a he's a great storyteller. He rocks the crowd, you know, just kind of like his engagement with it, and he's got a killer catalog. So that's just kind of my random tangent of this moment. But I think this episode is really just a great example of taking chances, going for it, being creative. Looking at things, you know, your timeline is an evolution. I know that we've evolved from our first episodes. I know that I've evolved as a man, you know, I've evolved as a father. And that's good, you know. We can get really hard and, you know, down on ourselves sometimes for the the mistakes or the things, that the successes that we don't have. But we really should look at it, you know, over the course of the existence and not just that that moment in time. So I think this episode is a really positive. I think uh, Michael's humility and kind of uh, really positivity, which he may not even realize, I think is infectious. Uh, he's you know soft spoken, humble, and I really just like I just really like the whole story. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about the beer. I, I don't have any insight into that, and uh, you know we'll change that. But I, I want to make sure that we celebrate and support, you know, as much as we can Dissolver and what they're doing. So I think this episode, hopefully it will touch you. Hopefully it will resonate. Hopefully it will maybe give you inspiration to try something new, you know, a new approach. You know, I know that even just if you look at how our social media uh, has gone and what we're trying to do, you know, utilizing a little more video. Um, fun fact with that, I mean, I have the Adobe suite, but, you know, we make those videos, you know, I think it's important to, to share tricks and things to help each other, but we make those videos in Keynote. And I have found that for doing videos like that, it's really powerful because it allows you to control all of the actions and, you know, fairly easily. And so we've gotten pretty good with that. That was a recommendation from, uh, our good friend, uh, you know, Zach Brady, who has, helped us immensely Uh, he created the original template for the you know the weekly guest uh zach brady designs please check him out he's a a new father so congrats to him i'm also an uncle on my uh philly side once again uh, number two want to just send some some love out to my my new nephew who i knew will be listening to this uh we love you mason and uh really uh proud to have you in, in the family and can't wait to meet you so Life is good. Let's uh, let's keep the energy going. Let's keep the positivity going. Mr. Michael Semenik, Dissolver, 16-ounce canvas. We're going to get into it. We're going to learn a little more about going for it and taking those chances. And you took a chance to, to listen to us, so we thank you for being here. Let's go. Take us back a little bit when you're deciding to come up with the, you know, the the brewery and deciding to kind of, you know, go for it, um, you know, the... Uh, the, the vibe or the, the the theme of, you know, A, calling a dissolver with the, you know, the misspelling or I don't know, you know, what have you there and just kind of how you came to come up with the, the brand, you know, the kind of the, yeah, the brand overall. 
Yeah, so uh, it did evolve from a, a homebrew brand that, that we had originally. And at that time, we were, again, using a name that was misspelled. It was, uh, I think at that time, we were going by Congress, which was K-O-N-G-R-I-S. So it's like from the inception of, of the idea of trying to start this company, we'd always been kind of... Uh, being playful with the way we spelt our stuff and trying to give it like some sort of edge and stuff. And then, you know, cut to eight years later when the the market is filled with 8,000 plus breweries, it's like, oh, geez, how the heck do you name anything here? When every time I think I have something, I look at it, <laughs> look at Untapped or at Google, and there's like 20 breweries that already have it. Or if they don't have it there, they have a beer that's called that or something like that. I was like, oh, wow, how is this going to work out? And, uh, you know, eventually I just kind of collected thoughts and what we were trying to do and, uh, you know, all these aspects that we were trying to blend together. Not only were we wanting to pursue, you know, a bunch of tasty beers uh, and stuff, but we also wanted to add wine. We wanted to add mead. Uh, we wanted to add uh, cider to that. Uh, business plan then also grow in more things along the way and it was this whole idea of trying to not only do that stuff but to blend in creativity and uh, a little bit more edge to everything and all that stuff coming together and eventually off in my head and like all dissolving together and becoming one in the same that's where the the, the name sprung from. I was like, oh, yes, that that makes sense. Uh, all this uh, uh, coming one, uh, one uh, out, of, out of all of that, and then then I just dropped the I and the E. <laughs> the word looked more symmetrical that way. And, uh, definitely made it more distinct than a lot of other uh, brands out there. And I don't think anyone's going to come up with this again so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah and then you know vetted it through google and untapped and, and here we, we are quite find anything else quite like that yeah and then you know uh looking at brands like like burial like like tired hands uh true and uh our buddies over at hoof hearted stuff just seeing what they were doing Super inspiring. It, love their artwork. Daryl's running with uh, David, was it David Paul Seymour, who's just uh, in his own right an amazing uh, professional artist. Did so much metal poster artwork, was super inspiring. And similar with some of the artists that Tired Hands worked with. And then Tom Lesnar over at Hoof Hearted is just crazy dude <laughs> uh artwork is just super unique but also poppy and uh tongue-in-cheek at the same time it's just yeah blown yeah. away by that stuff shameless plug mike shameless plug we're gonna go for it david paul seymour former guest boom tom lesnar former oh. guest boom mike lawrence <laughs> tired hands former guest boom we don't have yeah. we, we haven't gotten gene yet from tired hands uh but uh he was a uh, early hunt, but we, we we didn't score that one. But uh, yeah, there's just some of our. 
there's some of our OGs like they're definitely really yeah really uh, been really cool to to have and Mike retired hands doing a lot of the black and white stuff. Fun fact: as somebody who's colorblind, he and I that's why he does black and white because he's colorblind too, and it's just easier for him. So <laughs> any of those tired hands labels that are color, uh, he doesn't color them himself. Uh, I think Gene colors them for for him, uh, or just like that's the kind of the dynamic that like Gene finalizes some of them. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike Lawrence's work is awesome. We were uh, following his work before he even started with Tired, Tired Hands, and Vince was a super fanboy and was like ordering all these prints and stuff from him early on. And it was uh, such a trip to see him eventually go and work for, for Tired Hands and do all the amazing pieces he's done with them. It's just been so cool to see that his career kind of go in that direction <laughs> all these guys that are super talented find find beer brands to work with and do crazy stuff with them and like i've always been pretty jealous over the years it's like ah man i've been wanting to work in this beer industry for so long and like i had some little projects here and there with some local breweries but nothing that was like okay i'm going to control this brand i'm going to develop it and make it the beast that I want to make it. And now to be able to do that, it's, it's, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm yeah. really happy with the way things have gone so far. Uh, yeah, dude, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, you know, when you listen back to this, which is always a weird experience, but I think that if you, and we're not done yet, but everything you've done is brought you to this point. And I think that's important, right? You guys are just getting started, which is super cool. And you're, you know, you're creating something, you're building a buzz. You know, I, I think that even with you know the difficulties of what's going on now, you have, uh, you know, you have a, a crew and a community that you're building. You're in a great place down there. You're part of something in you know, North Carolina. And if this had happened a year, six months, nine months ago, two years ago, like I said, like yeah, we, you know. Not that this podcast is anything of like, you know, a pinnacle, but I'm just saying like you might, you know, I, I don't know if you, you would have been there. You, you need a couple, you know, you need, you know, get knocked down, drag out fights to you know, to appreciate the good times. And, you know, I just, I, I hope that when you kind of realize how perfect things are right now, you know, which is DIY, punk perfect, you know, skateboard, whatever, but like, it's just, it just, it seems, it makes sense right now. And so it's really, you know, I think that, uh, you're beating the odds, and I think that you know, uh, post COVID and beyond, I think you guys are going to be a staple. And you know, like I said, you guys picked a pretty ballsy place to to open up shop in Asheville, North Carolina. But I think it's a uh, it's a great it's a great scene, and I, I I can't wait to come down and visit. Yeah, it's I, I love this scene. It's it's like I'm so happy we were able to open up here. Like everyone's been like extremely supportive. Like especially with, it's, it, I think we're near, we're like 40, 40 breweries in, in the Buncombe County area here. And uh, I can't say I know everyone, but the people I have uh, had drinks with and beers with and hung out with have been all super awesome. And the brands we have gotten to work with over here have been super supportive post, uh, pre us opening up and have been uh, right there for, uh, for us. Uh, now that we have opened up, it's like I can't wait to, to everything like kind of gets back to 
to these pre-COVID days and we can start doing these beer fests again, like, that we got to do like, two beer fests <laughs> as like a, a legit brand is opening up. We had done some previously as a, like, as we were starting up, but that was mostly like with the collaboration beers that we, we uh, brewed with people and they were generous enough to let us pour that and, at different events. And that, that was a blast, but I was really looking forward to more of like pouring. Like, this is our product that came out of our brewery in Asheville and this is the artwork we, we came up with now. And uh, yeah, that's gonna be, can't wait to get back to that. That's going to be some really good times again and uh, to be able to mingle again with the other industry folks and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like along the last couple of years, I met, like I was saying, just meeting more and more people uh, within the industry that are, you know, creative mind, uh, especially for the like, kind of branding and marketing of, of these companies. It's just been a real trip. Like, uh, recently, well, not recently. It's been a while now. Sparked an relationship and friendship with uh, some with the Calusa guys down there in, uh, in Florida, and that brewery's been doing some really awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, and, and that I owe that to all these beer fests. And I, yeah, it'll be a <laughs> real cool time to get back to that. We'll get there. We'll get there, my friend. We'll, yeah, we'll be we'll be positive, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll all get together, and then we'll get. You know, I mean, people's tolerances will. Actually, I, I kind of debate that. I think people's tolerances will be pretty good. Uh, that's one industry that hasn't uh, really been impacted. Is I think people are still going hard in the paint. Um, so, you're the creative. You know, you're you wearing multiple hats. How do you guys? You know, all of the labels and designs you guys do are, are pretty unique. And you know you're in a unique situation. We've had we've had a couple owner brewers, designers. You're an owner and designer who's homebrewed in the past. But like, what's um, how how does that work? Like, how do you guys? I mean, how do you come up with it? Like from name to to label. You know, what is that like? Uh, so it's it's, it's def, uh, a bunch of collaboration for sure. So. Uh, starting the beers, like we'll work on a recipe. We'll try to be a, as holistic as we possibly can. So sometimes, you know, we'll come up with a, a brand idea or, or beer name, and then we'll write a we'll, uh, we use more more bins. <laughs> we'll write a recipe to kind of reflect that, and you know, that's incorporating adjuncts into that 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 works its way out. Or it can be the the other way around. Vince writes a recipe. And uh, I, I figure out a brand. We have like now a huge uh, spreadsheet of possible brand names we can pull from when things aren't just clicking. So that's super helpful. And then and once we get something going, just, I don't know, it just kind of forms in the head. And then well, maybe a couple little sketches in in my pocket sketchbook. And then I'm, I'm I got something. Usually, whip something together in a night or two if, if things are, are moving fast and making sense. But sometimes I'll, I'll touch something or, or start to like tweak something together and then I'll just bury that in in the hard drive and then come back to it at a later point and be like, ah, oh, this is nearly there. It just needs 
maybe a new name or or some touch-ups here and there. So a lot of that stuff, it's like a combination of you know pulling from from collaborative stuff or just work that uh, slowly started to piece together. Uh, like this would be a great a great example uh, for this. One way we went about it was uh, this new release we're, we're putting out this week called uh, Snake Blood. And that one's a, a Imperial Raspberry Chocolate Stout. When Vince told me that one, I was like, oh, that would be awesome. And then later that day, there was a this snake in our, in our courtyard near our tap room. And it was just weaving its way down. We have this huge set of stairs. So the snake started like shimming its way down these stairs and then made its way over to a brick wall and climbed the brick wall like by going up the mortar of the wall. And I'd never seen a snake well, climb a wall like that. And it was so intriguing to look at. Took a couple of pictures and then uh, that just resonated with me. I was like, oh, raspberry stout. And then looked at the the main list we had, and it's like the snake boy was written in there. I'm like that's that's it, that's a perfect thing. And then had later that day taken a picture of the parking garage right behind us, and it all came together like within the first day of working on it. Like oh, this looks exactly like what I was looking for. Pulled some some stock of some snakes, used my own photography pulled some textures I had, and then the label was there. The name was all set, and then started playing with more motion graphics, like more imagery, started teasing that thing out, and that one's probably been one of the funnest brands I've put together recently. They're all a lot of fun, but some of these brands really do kind of click for me visually and uh, just work together. and. It's, it's it's weird kind of getting your yourself into this kind of flow where uh, you can visualize and see this stuff coming together and then it does come together. It's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an odd odd to do, uh, but looking back at it, the uh, yeah, the, the trip. <laughs> Now, do you have do you have any kind of like a like a brand style sheet? Like, okay, we need to make sure that the the logo is at twelve o'clock. Uh, you know, first paint, or, or, or you know, I feel like it's just uh, there's a little more free form to it how things are how things are laid out. But uh, I'm just kind of yeah, curious. Yeah, I try to stick to I try to stick to a certain number of typefaces that we use and kind of ping between those. Uh, we keep a consistent. Uh, lock up on the side so like our logo is always in this one spot on on the the left hand side of our our labels there always locked up there with like the style of beer, some of the main ingredients and adjuncts and abv uh the size of the the vessel like the package product and then like some of the other legal requirements we have in barcode and stuff so that Try to keep that always in the same spot, and then for our, for our work form, I just change it up with, with feeling and what what 
intuitively wants to be on there uh, and just yeah try to keep it that interesting and like I know a lot of people will uh, you know a lot of other brands will and credit to a lot of these brands that keep things really consistent and tight um, I just my head does not want to do that <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, no, I think know. yeah no I think like the inconsistency <laughs> is like I what I've come to learn is there's folks that it's like, okay, 12 o'clock is this, you have this many, you know, two thirds is this on the bottom. Like, and that's like their style, but not having it or being like free. I think that's also, that's also part of it. And I think that's really, I think that's cool. I think that, you know, how you're doing it. I mean, and whether you realize it or not, right. The top, the top band, whether it's a a traditional band is, you know, dissolver presents and then it's the name of it. So, I mean, that is where it's, I mean, that's consistent. It might be a different color or, you know, what, what have you, but that's on, I mean, for my, for my, uh, recon is pretty consistent across. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was like, Oh, I'd love to pull that was like a film influence. I'm like, Oh, I'd rather it say presents than just, you know, say dissolver and then list that. I can give it more of this kind of, film-esque yeah up yeah as like an experience like a yeah multimedia type thing you're going for which i totally i totally like um what is the significance of uh the like the the triangle the the eye with the the horns or whatever the fuck those are dude i don't even, even know what those are <laughs> i get a lot of their horns people say tentacles all the time which makes total sense because they're like in that kind of like squid octopus kind of uh shape to it um but they're horns and they're coming off of the Aya province that's uh something we've used since our homebrewing days like originally it was the Aya province with uh wings growing out of it that had clipped from like an eagle scout badge I'm like oh those wings are dope when we steal those and throw this on this mark and uh yeah, and then it it lost the wings and grew horns to be a little more edgy. <laughs> but I always love the, the the symbolism of of the eye providence and this kind of all-seeingness and uh, kind of undefined look at a lot of things while also being something that makes our our uh, our brand concrete. <laughs> yeah over all this process and stuff but yeah it's kind of yeah i like it now <laughs> now being early days do you have a little more freedom in terms of uh not having to go before like the the, the board to have them review your labels or do you still have to do that even though you're just self uh distribute distribution out of the out of the um out of the brewery yeah so Vince and I are majority owners. Uh, we do have a smaller uh, a pool of investors that uh, bought portions of the company, but there's what him and myself feel is right. Yeah, it goes. So, yeah, that's it, it, been a whole kind of change up from working in uh, working for eight. Yeah, right. So the amount of, the amount of time that so it would take to get. Yeah, right. By the time it comes back to you, it's like, uh, that was not my drawing. And it's like, no, no, if you look right there, Mike, you'll see that pencil sketch on the yeah. far right. That was you. It's like, oh, great. You yeah. just sucked you my soul. Take a real, 
Yeah, really. Take a beating with uh, the amount of critiquing that goes on along the way. And yeah, you, you do lose a certain kind of soul or timeliness with a lot of the work you, you do in for agencies and stuff, especially like, you know, if you're working, if you're not, if you're not the, the director of that project, mm-hmm. you're working under a director who's going to tweak your stuff. And then he's the only tweaking it. So then a client can look at it and then tweak it some more. And it's a whole, it, it's a whole process. It's, 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 it can be, it can be numbing, but it's also very good to learn. And, uh, you know, so yeah, you're, developing the skills to collaborate on these projects and stuff. Yeah. It's still something I yeah. do as, as yeah. now leading this. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm building all these artworks. I have a little more, I have mostly all to say on it now, but to, to then incorporate influences from our staff and our friends and, uh, uh, and then, you know, bringing in Vince to, to give his takes on things. Mm-hmm. Definitely still super helpful and vital. Like, I can't, I don't really want to create everything in a bubble. And that's, that's how you run into just super easy things that could be problem, problematic or something. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is put out something that could be seen as, uh, you know, sexist or racist. That'd be the worst, <laughs> especially if it's something that could easily be caught if it's just. Maybe I'm not taking something in the right, like maybe I'm just unaware or ignorant to something. I just want to make sure that doesn't happen. So, you know, having those other people look at your stuff can be super important too. Yeah, I think it's important. I think to, and to go back to your agency days, I, I always find, like, the, the question I always like to try to understand, like, do you, like, were you okay with, like, were you okay with the, the harsh, like, very direct criticism that probably came with that? Like, uh, they like you know, they would say that this doesn't fit the the brief or what the hell are you thinking or you know people aren't really the best uh, at uh, being uh, there with their, their delivery or they kind of get a little power hungry was that was that something you were okay with early on or did you kind of like want to you know I don't know I'll just I'll leave it yeah. at that without, yeah was it was that was that hard for you to do that <laughs> it was super hard I was really not good at taking critiques very well uh, especially at first. Uh, always took it maybe not ever you know very well uh, but try to hide it um, but yeah th- trying to calm down your own ego a bit is is hard <laughs> especially when it's something you're directly making and you feel like it very strongly for what you are trying to do is is can be the solution for what uh, problems you're trying to solve that, that, that it hurts <laughs> especially if you've worked a long a lot of put a lot of time in, into something and it's just not being uh thought as the, the way to go can be super uh hard to come over but you eventually you know most projects do land in a in a spot you're happy with and proud to, to present so you know those wins make it make it all worth it for sure right and now as an owner now as an owner i bet and this is where you talk about how great you love your staff and stuff but as an owner you probably now think like okay so and so you know we'll just say joe i hope there's not a joe on staff but joe just is keeps fucking up or not listening to what we tell him to do and instead of like crushing his soul 
you probably think, well, you, you, you know, there's probably a part of you that maybe passively goes back to that and is like, okay, I got to say this with the grain of you know, different presentation. So I, I or am I, am I reaching? Are you, are you, are you just like a militant, uh, like crushing, is Mike just crushing souls all over Asheville? <laughs> uh, trying not to do that at all. All right. Good, really an, good answer, Mike. I would have, I would have probably, hung, I would have probably hung up on you if you're like, no, fuck them all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been forming my own team under me. Uh, like, I can't say under me, but like to work with me here now, it's just been, a dream come true really to to kind of have people focused on the thing we're working on and trying to create and develop uh you know it, and for, to have me guide that has yeah it's it's been a, a really really awesome thing to do and then it's now like giving me the, giving me more opportunity to uh, work with my fiance and be wife uh, she's also an illustrator and a designer. I've been able to pull her in on projects, which is something new. Drop some plugs, uh, Mike. Drop some plugs. You got to get that. You know, you got to oh, got a hype man. Got to be, you know, <laughs> hype man. Let's go. Yeah, please uh, check out her work. Her name's Keegan Harmonay, and uh, her what's her her Instagram is Love. So T E G G Y L O V E. Uh, and she does phenomenal work. She's a really good illustrator. Uh, spent her time working. Uh, <laughs> she got into the beer industry before I did, actually. I uh, was always super jealous of that. <laughs> she, uh, a while ago, uh, spent her time working for Boston Beer Company and was working on Tim Adams brand stuff and uh, stuff for their pilot brewery and other point of sales and stuff for the full company so i'm like what the heck <laughs> i've been homebrewing for years at that point uh applied to countless jobs within the industry really hadn't gotten any traction <laughs> anywhere and then she just was able to score a pretty cool gig with uh with boston beer company and <laughs> you're like oh mike where are your fucking labels i gotta look at this late oh look at this creative i did oh look at this right yeah and then things like years she'd worked on uh, uh let's go liquor like, store and look at my look at my art know. gallery check this out <laughs> like yeah rabble rabble <laughs> now do you remember do you remember the first beer that I mean, obviously you've done some collaborations, so you're you kind of were planting seeds all, all up and down the East Coast. But do you remember the first beer that you that had your label and came off the canning line you know, in Asheville? Yeah, the, fir the first one we did was called uh, Pyramid Days, and it featured uh, a character that I use quite a bit uh, here uh, for some of our labels and Turtle Graphics is our Pyramid Head guy. Got this huge his head's a pyramid <laughs> it's got one eyeball like it's a cyclops he's got these usually seen with like praying hands in front of him and it's just a character i drew way back years ago and when i was digging through old work I was like, ah this dude's awesome just needs some more texture and some coloring here and there and uh brought him, brought him back and fits the fits our brand pretty well and we were building out. It's like, oh, 
I need this as like a mural. So we've got that guy painted up as a mural too now in the brewery. And yeah, to see, to see the work on like, not only exist on, on a can and some stuff, but then as a big painted piece. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> did you do, did you do the was, did you do the mural? I didn't do the mural. Uh, we I paid a uh, what was the artist's name? Kate, Caitlin Cheetah, I think is her is her name. She was uh, really talented. Did a bunch of work for some other breweries down in Florida. She's really good at like taking a design piece and executing it as a mural. So pretty much designed everything up on uh, the way I wanted it, and she just banged it out in a couple of days. And, yeah, really enjoyed seeing that stuff work out like that. Yeah. I had worked with another artist who came in and painted one of, uh, I, we do this, uh, another damn skull character, which is pretty much the screaming skull. And I originally had some stickers of it, passed them off to this graffiti artist named Gus Cuddy over here. He's really well known in the Asheville area does a lot of the cooler pieces around town that dude just took a picture of it on his phone and then uh showed up and just looked at his phone and threw the whole thing up in a day I'm <laughs> blown away by how someone can just <laughs> like this is a piece that took me like you know multiple days to kind of get to the where i wanted it on the computer and he can just come along and throw it up 10 times a hundred times bigger in size on a wall uh, just looking at his phone oh i love that i i love yeah i love the space like i love how people can take that and to figure out the like the, the i mean i know it's not cool to say but like proportions and math and you know, percentages and what have you it's like it's amazing it's so cool i mean some folks use yeah. the projectors and there's different techniques that people use but I, I just love I love murals because I like when you see like how, what the piece was that they used as the like the foundation of the create like the creative and it's it's usually it's usually crazy like small proportion wise and so I, yeah I'm always that's one of the, the joys of this is is kind of like that's so weird but uh, yeah it's awesome yeah and then I get to geek geek out a little more and double up on it by you know taking pictures and filming him doing it. Or, or like pretty much with all the murals got footage of them putting it up and just documenting the shit out of everything it's been a lot of fun yeah but now when you if, again all, fo- yeah. go ahead mike yeah it, it all like you know, not only is it fun but you know tells part of the the story of what we're trying to do and how we got there and gives like people that are following us a little glimpses into like seeing that progression and now when I go back and look at that stuff it's, it, it super is like almost nostalgic already to myself and you know taking a walk down these through these memories and stuff I'm like super happy I was able to put that effort in and make these videos and make these photos and stuff uh, now I get to relive all those times when there was holes in the floor of the brewery and uh, when we took trips to, you know, uh, Virginia and Richmond and uh, took trips to, back to Boston and, like, it, yeah, it's been, I don't, to, to approach the project and be able to document it all the way through, uh, you know, 
beautiful. Super awesome for, yeah. for ourselves to look back, and I'm, I'm so happy to be able to to share that with uh, you know an audience of people that are are interested. In it. Yeah, very much That's so. A, yeah. Um, so folks are following at home dissolver d s o l v r on ig instagram dissolver.com you can go get some gear and some if you're local you can get some beer i think that uh pyramid man and uh skull face need to be on the t-shirts but i fear that's coming <laughs> coming down the coming down the line and then they can a la they might be giants uh triangle man and particle man can fight each other and you know get at it but um yeah, I, I really dig that. I really like, and this is a weird question, but how, when you're creating, like, because the, the, one of the cool things, and I think you started doing this maybe, I'm trying to, like, you know, probably going back, uh, let's see, like, probably to, like, July or so, the the three panels are also connected to the next three panels, so it's, it's a larger storyboard in a way, is when you're laying that out, do you just have one? Do you just have one big file? Like, how how far in advance are you with this stuff? Like, it's it's a it's a cool little uh, it's a cool art form that you're using the you know doing it that way. But I like how they're all you know even uh, right the ones you posted I think today, uh, uh, which looks like you posted right before we talked right just roll into the ones that you posted you know uh, you know last week and so I think that's really cool how you do that. Yeah, and you know some uh, tricks I learned uh, before starting and working for some other brands on how to do this like continuous grid look. And I try to like I try to take an approach where it's just not like uh, I see people will have one image and then you just blow it up and it's it's more abstract when you look at it. It's like what is this a piece of a head or I don't know what I'm looking at. But the way the way I try to do it is. Each post, if you see it in feed, still makes sense for that thing. It's not abstract. It's like it has a message on it. It has uh, a character, most of the character on it, so that they can live on its own. But then, yeah, as together as one whole thing coming uh, in, into the, the grid book, it, it all connects uh, and looks as one cohesive piece. And usually I'm working with especially as I've been working lately, it's been two to three brands per week that I know are coming out. So uh, I jam that stuff on there. And then I know I have the next two brands or three brands planned out, possibly the next four brands planned out. And I start laying these into one big into Photoshop file. That's all like, uh, has all my uh, guidelines on it. That, that's, Show me what I get, what I can do, and then it's a matter of playing in between, uh, <laughs> adjusting the canvas size to be uh, well, where I like it. So I'll, I'll lay out initial. Okay. To it. Now, do you do, uh, do you manually do the cuts? Like, do you have like a template that you use and just kind of cuts? And there's uh, there's some yeah, cool there's I, a, there's some decent programs that that kind of do it too, which I've been pretty happy about. Yeah, I, I'm working just all inside Photoshop. Uh, to just quickly go through it, it's just a layout of guides, and then I use the slice tool to slice my guides up. So really, okay. I, if I had a document pulled up, it's fairly simple when you look at it and know like the secret to it. And, and it's just kind of, you know, the real magic's 
like layering everything in there and yeah textures and getting all the messages to work out the right way so that when it is presented on the phone it, it makes sense yeah i think yeah it's really pretty, cool because even yeah i think what i mentioned july like now that i'm talking to you it probably goes back even further and it's some of them are like very subtle connection points other ones are very deliberate but i think it probably goes back almost to the beginning i think if and not to put you on the spot but it'd be cool to see and maybe like the story to show kind of the you know a few of the longer pieces connected kind of like comic book style like how they all work out together but you know yeah yeah if you have i'm trying to develop like more uh characters that have yeah somewhat storylines and stuff to it we were doing this one series called uh life in the juicy and that was a whole take on uh uh our my business partner Ed brewer vince there and it was just it was the stages of his of this fictional character of vince like growing up uh through each can i think we're up to like preteen teenage life right now so we did three we've done three so far born in the juicy uh raised in the juicy and now the last one we did was blooming in the juicy and like it's not a maybe concrete storyline but it is like a, a character that is growing up over the course of different uh year brands and releases uh, eventually he, I, I want him to take it all the way to this character's uh, uh, death and like have it grow up old age uh, and then yeah pass away and then probably be reborn and stuff like that but I lo- I'm looking for more avenues to kind of create characters like that to, to explore uh, with a series of beers versus uh, we, we, we don't really have a, a flagship yet for our brewery like the closest thing to so it would be a flagship would probably be like our Kolsch uh, called Thank You for Existing. And that one's a play with uh, some alien figures and stuff like that. But I'd love to figure out a couple more series, sequential beers that all tie together uh, through through artwork. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you ever, if you ever need voiceover work for any of your characters, I got a guy I can, I'd be glad to to horn myself out to to help out the cause. So I'm always down for, for some character oh, acting. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gotta get gotta get the. I think we're good on the return of investment on this microphone, but uh, yeah, I, I always uh, I always uh, offer to help out. So we got two more questions because of your background. I think this one's gonna be interesting. Maybe two and a half questions, but. You kind of, you know, you've had a roller coaster ride. You've been in different, you know, corporate. You've been corporate Mike. You've been kind of skater Mike, and you know, doing make, you know, doing what you're doing now with Dissolver. Do you have any advice for kind of uh, somebody, you know, younger in their career, maybe either in school or kind of uh, a couple years out of college, like you know, or maybe what you'd give advice to, you know, yourself back in the day? Yeah, I think this is always just kind of a kind of a cool way to to you know be introspective. Yeah, it would totally. Um, the, the advice I would give would be to just stick with projects, try to work them all the way to finish, try to do more projects. Like, you know, the only way you really can progress is just by doing more. <laughs> yeah. 
thing. Tr- keep trying and keep trying and, uh, you know, not every single project is going to work out. There's going to be a lot of failures in there, but those are all lessons to learn from. And, yeah, it's, it's sort of cliche, but yeah, really just keep working hard at what you're trying to get better at. Uh, it didn't really click with me until, you know, deeper into my education where it's like, oh, yeah, if I just really focused on these projects, I'd probably get more out of them and uh, be happier with what I'm doing overall. And as soon as I kind of made that switch in my head where it's like, you know, just uh, put my best effort forward and put the time needed into this stuff, kind of let some of these extracurricular things that don't necessarily impact what I'm trying to do, I can let those kind of fade away. And once I, once you're able to kind of do that and focus, you know, it, it, it can be uh, really helpful to push your skills forward. Um, you know, it, luckily I had some idea of, of, you know, the trajectory I wanted to go in and was able to, to do that. Uh, so you could find any kind of passion of yours Really, just zen in on that. Uh, give it your best effort. Yeah, right. Because I mean, what I love about your story is the fact that through each each progression, you just kind of would like, oh, this sounds interesting to me. I'm going to try to photography, and then, oh, video sounds pretty cool. And there's this program, After Effects. I'm going to try to figure out how to do that. And then I'm using Photoshop and you know, Photoshop, you know, the, of those days to where it is now is just, it's like mind-boggling the evolution. You know, I think that when I'm looking back at like early parts of my career, like 2004-ish, we'll round up, you know, what that program is now. I mean, there's a lot of core elements to it, but it's just, it's just amazing to see how it's ever, you know, the, the full suite of things has evolved and you just kept going for it. You just thought, you know, I'm just going to figure this out. I'm going to do it. And, you know, I don't know your work early back then, but, you know, it was probably, you know, MacGyver-esque duct tape together. You're just figuring it out. But then you had this passion project, this life moment of kind of, and we always love to use this analogy, you know, Voltron, right? You all came together and you brought all those skills together for, for your own thing. And, you know, here you are creating a unique brand in a super competitive beer state and a, you know, beer you know, moment. So I think that's what the, I think that's, you know, you just kept moving and kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And now here we are. And I think that's one of the coolest things you can kind of take from all of this. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, yeah, it's today, <laughs> right? Work over time, you know? Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. yeah. I just summarized your whole life in, you know, in a, a minute 15, but like, yeah, exactly. But like, it's really crazy. And so, right. But I think that, you know, I, I think that people get distraught or have down moments. And I think those are just as important, you know, as, as, as the great times, because if everything had just been like, oh, Mike, everything you do is great. Like you probably wouldn't have been challenged or trying to come up, address a brief in a different way and really attack it. So I think that you kind of have to take, you know, gold, you know, uh, I'm getting really punny here, but you know, golden girls, you know, take the good to take the bad. That's like the facts of life. I apologize to everybody out there, the purists who listen. <laughs> but um, so we'll spin that one off. So we'll say we have 1.5 questions left. Um, do you have a, this is a weird one. Do you have a, a dissolver creative naming convention that you utilize? Like for all your files and everything? Uh, 
yeah, they're freaking awful though. I used to be so good at naming all my files and layers, and it'd be perfect. I, uh, for a short stint, I was uh, working as a print production designer, so I'd be the I'd be collecting files from all these other designers, relabeling everything, and prepping them for print. And they were all immaculately organized and stuff. And now I look at my my freaking mess today that I have. And none of my labels are fun, like none of my layers are labeled that well. If they are, they're very crude and just and creating so fast. I just uh, I just don't slow down for that stuff anymore. And like I'll get as far as uh, you know the name of the uh, file and it says print. And hopefully that's in the right folder. <laughs> uh, now I've been working a lot with Dropbox lately, and that's been a little bit helpful for getting things ready for passing off to other people, other humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I were to let anyone into my personal drive, it, it, it's a maze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take that. And then last <laughs> and then last but not least, I have no idea what you're going to answer for this question, so I'm kind of excited. Um when you're creating, what's like the soundtrack or what's kind of the playlist at the brewery? You know, what do you what are you listening to when you're you're bringing these uh, adventures to life? Oh, it it definitely changes from day to day, but some of my go tos uh, like been really into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, it's kind of the new record, right? Yeah, they always got a new record coming out. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, Damn, I started following this band and now they have 20 records over the course of like a couple of years. I'm draining my wallet, but they're so freaking fun. Uh, and they change, like, like, these concept albums where they'll change their sound completely uh, or, or very, uh, vary it, like, quite a bit. Yeah, Daniel Endicott, uh, uh, Forest of Maine, I think, turned me on to them, like, Way back, like, wow, a couple of years ago, and so yeah, that's was, was, that was exactly what he was saying. Like, they can go like, next album can be like surf pop, and it's just like, all right, we're gonna try this out for an album, and then just go back to something else. And so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I was fortunate enough to catch them pretty early uh, when they were just starting to come over uh, to the states to tour, and I saw them in this super small venue in Boston where. They probably took up half the capacity because they're a huge band. They have like freaking nine people in it or something like that. So, uh, but range of that music, I love. Oh, uh, yeah, I just whatever. That's I'm gonna cut <laughs> it, Mike. I need like, I need, yeah, I need at least like three to five. Either pull up your playlist that you last played or off the top of your head. But this is like, give me some new music. You can't. We can't go on a fizzle like that of just like, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a ton of fuzz rock recently. Uh, VOCs, a lot of them. Fuzz, the band, a lot of that. Ty Siegel, all of that. I love that Australian fuzz rock sound. And the stuff that comes up from California, too. And uh, some of the stuff from, from Boston. Like, yeah in the east coast is is pretty cool uh getting more and more into to rap and 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 uh the producing too uh like part of like all these videos and stuff i make i'm also like assembling uh the music for it and stuff like 
I'll, I'll find stems and loops and stuff of, of uh, that just sound cool, and I'll put them together, assemble them, add some effects to it and stuff. So that a lot of time while I'm editing, I'm also making the music I'm editing too. So yeah. a lot of listening to that. But uh, been been watching uh, what's his name Kenny Beats. <laughs> he has this really awesome uh, internet show, which uh, I think he had, he stopped producing uh, uh, episodes because of all the COVID stuff. But before that, it was uh, he'd he invite different rap artists uh, to come through and uh, freestyle over a beat. He would create right then and there on the. Uh, while they're in the studio, then they'd rap over it, and he's got a full, completed uh, song, and uh, then comes an episode of this of this show. Uh, I've been watching that lately. So inspiring, and very much in line with the way I like to make my creative pieces. Yeah. Sit down, get it done, and then it's out there, you know? And then that kind of reflects back onto the King Gizzard approach too. They they don't finesse an album to death. They get it to to a point where they're happy, and then they put it out. That's why they have so many albums with so many sounds because they're they're not about. I don't think it's it's not about the perfection. It's about uh, this continuous experience of flow mm-hmm. of of work versus just like spending your whole life on one masterpiece it's like no yeah that's a, i agree with that i think that sometimes you i mean I, I think that it's one of the joys is like just letting something go into the ether right so to speak and so i i don't know i can look back at you know i i, I have the first i have a bunch of tapes from like the 90 98 when i did my college radio show like for a good you know three six months i tried to record everything just because I, I could and you know you look back and it's probably not very good but it's like it's that moment in time that snapshot or you know to date myself write a polaroid and what have you and i think it's important i, I don't think that i don't i hope that i hope this will evolve and you know and you know by season 20 maybe we'll have a video portion or whatever but yeah i think that's a great way to look at it i, I like i like this I kind of like okay and now for, for bands, it's so much easier to put out music before there was all these like red tape and difficulties and whatever. And it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful time to be weird. It's a beautiful time to be creative. And, you know, uh, I, I think yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah. I did. No, like what are they, gatekeepers. There's no one like you, you have the ability to, you know, make, publish, produce all you want. And especially to learn about how to do it now. It's, even more uh, accessible with the way the internet and Google and YouTube are, and uh, the <laughs> the money I probably could have saved by just learning things on Google versus seeing uh, uh, someone to teach me. <laughs> but you know, was its it was its own thing. But think it things are so much more approachable now and easier to learn and uh, guide you through that if you if you want to learn anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that is like always trying to make things a bit better as we go and finesse them as we go uh, 
you know, maybe this one wasn't perfect, but on the next attempt at it, it'll be a little bit more close to perfect. And then on the next attempt, it'll be a little bit more close to perfect. That, that's kind of how we like to approach things. Mike, there's no perfect, buddy. There's no perfect. Oh, no, yeah. Right. It's that it's, it's not the perfect. It's, it's the, it's the attempt at that, you know? Like yeah. trying to I know it'll never be that, but trying to get there. And that's like part of where like where our tagline even comes from. It's a, we have brood until surreal. And it's you know it it's more of the mission statement of us trying to approach uh the uh this surreal or sublime product. It's like it's it's our our <laughs> mission to, to get as close as possible to that. We'll just keep brewing it. We'll keep making it. We'll keep uh, tweaking until it's uh, as close as possible as we can get it. And it's, it's all about that journey towards it that makes it so uh, fun and, and an experience that we are so passionate about trying to get to, to our just, yeah. Yeah, of our our ethos of things. It's great, and I uh, yeah, I can't wait to come visit or whatever. I know at some point the the roads will have us connect, and yeah, I just I thank you so much for for being a part of it. I do think that um, you know that you guys just uh, have a good vibe, and it's fun and creative, and you know I could see I could see uh, dropping acid on a brew day being a, a wild and crazy adventure. But I just think that like what, what's just going on, it's just, uh, it's just cool what you guys are doing. And I, I wish you guys nothing but the best and anything that we can do to support and, you know, be a, be a part of that moving forward. You know, you're part of the, the crew of the family now. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm excited to see what the next chapter is for Dissolver. Thank you so much. Uh, likewise, I'm really excited see where your podcast progressed to yeah man see you're you, you you're worried about it yeah you're worried about it. we're like almost two <laughs> hours in here man like we're like almost like family at this point so yeah it's only, yeah you're you're a natural storyteller my friend so uh yeah send love to everybody and uh we'll, we'll uh, be in touch my friend yeah thank you all right mike i'll talk to you soon brother absolutely peace bye And there we have it, folks. Episode 164 is officially in the books. Michael Semenik, Dissolver. We're all coming together as one. Another beautiful collaboration. Great perspective. And it's really amazing that all of us who are a part of this have things in common, but we're all different. Hmm. Makes you think, right? I hope that you took some positive away from this episode. I hope that you really use it to be inspired or to affirm you know, what you're doing. And I know that there's folks who listen to this who aren't quote-unquote creatives. I don't, you know, I don't really consider myself to be a creative, um, which I've been you know, refuted or you know, uh, questioned in the, in the past about that. But... That's really neither here nor there. I just hope that you'll take away, you know, I think these stories, there's something for everyone. And the evolution, the adventures, the miles, it all comes down to just, you know, try to do what 
what makes you happy. I know it's easier said than done, and you know, keeping the lights on and making sure everybody in your family is safe is important. Again, wear a fucking mask. Um, but by that, I mean, if you have your grind, you know, you have to go to work, you're putting in your 30, 40, 60, 80 hours a week, whatever that is, if, that, if that's an, a necessity, I get it. But just try to find something that's yours, that brings you that joy, that's really that's just pure, and it may never become a business, it may never become anything other than you having those moments. But just try to find those moments, even if just going, you know, with all that's going on with people, long car rides, go for hikes. There's amazing, amazing, you know, trails and, and places to visit out there. I know that's one of the, you know, if we were to make our, you know, our our lists of of positives during this, you know, the hikes that we've taken, you know, the, the trail, the New England trails we've been going on and finding that, you know, ability to kind of just, you know, get off the grid and become one and just relax and exhale. If you're new here, maybe this is your escape, you know, that would bring me no larger, you know, larger joy than to find out that, you know, you're you're new here and you're you're, you're just getting into the podcast. Uh, we have a large archive. I don't know how you found us, you know, but uh, we thank you for being here. If you enjoy what you're hearing, whatever sites you found us on, if it's you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, just leave a review or ranking. Uh, you know, throw up some stars for us. We do appreciate it. I'm not sure. I think that they tell us that it feeds the algorithm and it helps promote and helps people you know, uh, find out about us. I hope that's true. You know, we want to keep doing what we're doing. We want to, uh, find ways to, you know, expand it. You know, I think, uh, in speaking with Michael, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, multimedia and, uh, see what we can do next. You know, we're really excited. We're hoping that uh, you enjoy this episode as much as we did. And if it's really cool, we're hoping that we get maybe a little, you know, three paint action from the dissolver crew, which would be a huge, uh, it's pretty ballsy to say that, but I'm just, I'm just kidding. But one of the cool things is makes the videos photography owner creative, you know, producing the, the background music and, you know, the beats for that. I just, what's not to love about this episode, folks, what is not to love? And he's just an adorable, he's just an adorable human being. So you can follow along with his adventures, death underscore shakes, Michael Semenik is his name. Dissolver Brewing is their game. And then you also go to dissolver.com. So just make sure you're uh, make sure you're checking them out because support local, support local artists, support local breweries. We're all in this together. We're, we're grinding. And just uh, some days it's one week, you know, one day at a time. During all this, I've had uh, I've had one hour at a time days. And they, they, those come too. Uh, but just, uh, you're not alone. We care about you. If you've taken the time to come here, we have something in common. You're not alone. And, uh, you know, know that if you need anything, aj16ozcanvas.com. That's me, direct or email, text, DM, whatever. Just just reach out, you know. Uh, tomorrow's a new day. And we want you to be here with us tomorrow, okay? So until next time, we thank you. We thank everybody. We're lucky. We miss you. And we'll see you all soon. Cheers. Cheers.